Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Now we're at a point where it's not like you're picking up where you left off because there are still some things that we're trying to to apply. But we know Fave, obviously. Boyan's back, and now it's just a question of integrating. And I think the biggest thing for us, when we talk about these things, we're kind of, we tilt towards offense. And what this group needs to do is continue to focus on the defense. And there's, you know, adjusting to one another defensively is, it's real, you know? So you can adjust to each other on the offensive end, but at the same time, defensively, we've got to do the same thing. So we've got more feedback on that from the season this past year in the bubble and we know some things that we want to emphasize there's Quinn Snyder as the Jazz get ready for the preseason which is now down to a good and proper and right-sized three games liking that it tips off tomorrow night Quinn's talking about defense it's uh man feels like we're home again doesn't it PK Quinn on defense and we're talking about fave I love fave <laughs> All right, it's the Jazz and the Suns tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. You can listen to it on The Zone. The game will be on TV, AT&T Sportsnet, and NBA TV. 7 o'clock tip, 6 o'clock for the pregame. You watching for anything specifically? I mean, it's a preseason game. Preseason game? Yeah. Yeah, I'll be watching to see if BYU could beat San Diego State. (laughs) There you go. All right, Chris Paul joined the Suns during the offseason, as did the former Jazz man Jay Crowder. Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. You were uh, you saw some folks picking Phoenix as high as six in the West. A oh, reaction. Yeah. That was on NBA uh, NBA Radio, and I'm boycotting NBA Radio. How dare they? <laughs> it is stacked West. That seems like a massive jump. It, it, I agree, man. It really does. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. I owe him a trophy. I owe him a trophy. That's what I owe this organization. This is uh, a, a window that we're trying to capture. And uh, my commitment and my job is to try to bring a title here. That's Paul George. That all sounds good, PK, but there have been a lot of uh, three for 14s and two for 16s in big playoff games. So that sounds awesome in December, and it's uh, probably all true. But the question is, are we really going to see it when we get to the playoffs? Well, you only got one team who wins it, so the odds are against you if you look at it that way, and they're not the best team, so that even increases the odds against them. But I like what he's saying. I owe them a trophy. I don't think that I've ever heard anybody say that when they've received this big money that he's getting. And what, it could be up to like a $225 million, something like along those lines, four-year deal, starts at the 190. So, I mean, that's just a massive amount of money. It's just generational changing. So I like he says that, and he's probably not going to get it. Most teams don't. You know, that's like uh, college teams. Like I say, you know, you want to win the conference or win the division and then go to the playoff. Well, truth is you're probably not going to do that. But talk about it. You know, that that, that or at least, at least have that uh, as the objective. You can talk about it too much. But when he says it at the time, I'm okay with him saying it. Four years and $190 million, and he's going to get uh, $36 million this season. He's already in the contract for that. So that's how you end up with the five years and two twenty six. Staggering amounts of money, man, for a, a decent player. I would label him 
as a very good player. I wouldn't label him as a slam dunk roll out the Hall of Fame speech. Brooklyn Nets and Kyrie Irving have each been fined $25,000 by the NBA for failure to comply with the league's media rules. Irving has declined numerous requests to speak to reporters, including those from ESPN, since training camp opened December 1. Seems like uh, when you've had numerous requests over 11 days, it took them a long time to get around to this. He could have, uh, he could have avoided this. I mean, <laughs> 11 days. I mean, this is his drama. This is what yeah. he wants. And another one of the reasons that uh, neither one of us believe the Nets are going to do all the stuff they want to do. It's not worth the headaches, man. Yeah. When, when he's 55 years old, he's going to look back and say, man, that was just so stupid. T.J. Warren, Indiana Pacers, could miss the start of the season. Plantar fasciitis in his right foot is listed as week-to-week. Not day-to-day, PK. Week-to-week. I like it. They're mixing it up. Well, I'm listed as back-to-back, belly-to-belly. T.J. and PK. Hashtag Utah. Well, it has been a strange year, and, and nothing is normal this year, which has been a challenge and a challenge for everyone in the country. And so we're just taking them one at a time, just like we do every year. You know, we never get ahead of ourselves and, and look past any opponent. Colorado's a good football team. They're 4-0. They're 4-0 for a reason. It's just not happenstance, and they've, they've played good football, and, and they got lots of uh, good things going for them. So that's our entire focus. We don't even know who we play after that, literally. We can't look past Colorado because we don't know what, what the next uh, next opponent's going to be. And and so all our attention, efforts, and energy is is on the Buffaloes. Utah and Colorado, 10 a.m. Fox, Big Fox, Fox 13 locally. Uh, your pregame show will start here at 9 on the zone. And it's going to be cold weather, PK. There's going to be some snow Friday night and Saturday afternoon. But starting this early, they may escape that or escape most of it. But it's going to be cold. Feels like this ought to be old school, ground and pound. Both teams trying to run the ball. Uh, yeah, but I mean, Utah's got to have some success through the air, though. I mean, I don't know if they can just simply just run the ball the whole time. Uh, for, for that matter, neither can Colorado because Utah's defense isn't going to allow you to run the ball all the time and run for 250 yards and win the game. So, and I'm not worried about the weather. The weather's the same for both teams. This is the quality of the team. This is, this is a huge game for Colorado because now the Utes have played three games so you can't go and say wow they weren't prepared and all that stuff I mean you can say that against SC in that first game after SC had already had a couple ball games under their belts and the Utes had nothing and now you know it's just one game difference and Colorado's trying to make a statement here that hey we're legit and they are ranked and all that stuff they've been obviously clearly the surprise of the Pac-12 Darrell's the runaway coach of the year in the conference the coach of the half season I guess you would say Uh, and this is for Colorado to prove some form of legitimacy, this means a lot. So in that way, in a completely and totally jacked up season, it has a little more intrigue. And it's the fact that it's the Utes playing, so we're going to be involved in that simply because they're playing. Are the Utes going to stay turnover free after nine turnovers and those two losses? Zero in the victory. So see if the Utes avoid the, uh, the turnover disasters and see how big an impact that has on that game. 10 a.m. the kickoff, 9 a.m. the pregame show here on The Zone, 10 a.m. on Fox. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah State. 
Multiple reports out there. Utah State set to hire Arkansas State head coach Blake Anderson as the Aggies' new head coach. Official announcement could be made as early as today. All that news overshadowing the regular season finale. Utah State 1-5, Colorado State 1-3. Tomorrow night, 7.30 on the CBS Sports Network. But that's one game to wrap it up, PK, and then it's on to the future. And Blake Anderson is apparently the Aggies' future. Well, he is the Aggies. Yeah, I mean, Arkansas State already announced that Blake Anderson is leaving, so it's it is. It's not apparently. It is, and this is what you know Hartwell wanted. Is there's some controversy involved in this? Is Hartwell, as the athletic director, wanted a national search? Now there was push by others in the athletic department who wanted a local search, and by local I mean Jay Hill. Hmm. And so <laughs> go search Ogden. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that's just the way it is, right? And yeah, it so, is the way it is. It's 100%. Yeah. I totally agree. And so you had that, I don't know if it's a conflict, but a difference of thought process, basically. If you want to call it a conflict, I'm not prepared to call it a conflict. It's just a, a, tra- a, tra- a line of thinking this way, a line of thinking that way. And, you know, one of the other line of thinking, line of thinking, lines of thinking, I guess I should say, is that Utah State Athletic Director, when you get success, you normally move on. And so you're bringing in a, an outsider in Hartwell, and then you're bringing in an outsider in Blake Anderson. And if they do have success, is Hartwell going to leave? And then what does that mean for Blake Anderson? And Blake Anderson, is he going to want to leave? Now, that's not to say Jay Hill wouldn't have wanted to leave if he all of a sudden did the same great work that he did at Utah State as he's done at Weber. You don't know that. But I'm just saying that's the line of thinking that they went with. And that's not to say Blake Anderson doesn't come in here and give you five great years. And we know if you give somebody five great years and you leave the program in a better position than you found it, that's pretty much all you can ask for, whether the kid was guy was born and raised in Utah or on the other side of the planet. So I think a lot of the alumni, and we can talk to Riley about this when we have him on, but I think a lot of the people around the program are just curious. Okay, he's coming in from the outside. Uh, he's probably going to want to recruit Texas. Is he going to recruit the local kids with the Utes, being able to get four-star kids and going to Texas and California? And with Utah producing more local kids, uh, you know, do you get into the uh, – are you good getting the Polynesian kids? Are you getting good getting recruit, uh, return missionaries? When the program's been good, they've been very good in those areas. Does he know that? Is he going to pursue that? Is he going to go a different direction and still have success going a different direction? I don't think there is a different direction to go. You try to get the best players you could possibly get. That's all that matters. Nobody cares uh, who your guys are as long as you're winning. And so, yeah, you're going to. Not everyone can go to BYU and Utah State or Utah for that matter. So, yeah, of course he's going to do that. All right, one more game for the Aggies tomorrow night. They'll wrap it up with CSU. Somebody will get a second win. 7.30 on the CBS Sports Network, and Scotty G will have the pregame show at 6.30. DJ and PK. Hashtag BYU. I wouldn't say a redemption. I just think it's having one loss is way better than two, right? And so I think that's the key for this week is we don't want to end our regular season that way. For us, you know, I feel like we did a great job of actually moving the ball last year. I can't remember quite the rushing game, but I know we threw for over 300 yards in that game. And, you know, we did some good things, but we couldn't score. And so that, you know, that's the focus is some high execution and and get the ball into the end zone. You know, not settle for field goals or not settle getting stopped at the 45-yard line this week. Or, yeah, this week. That's Zach Wilson looking ahead. To the San Diego State game tomorrow night. 8 o'clock on ESPN2. The Aztecs come in 4-3. BYU coming in 9-1. and one. 
The only thing worse than that big loss would be back-to-back losses because it feels like they're the better team and they ought to go get this win. And if they don't, it probably won't be the San Diego State played great. They'll probably be looking back thinking they played poorly. Oh, yeah. You're a San Diego State fan, so I understand your perspective there. Uh, I don't know that they are the better team. I I can't say that. Really? I mean, I know you downgrade and you bad mouth San Diego State. It's not about downgrading San Diego State. It's about BYU being 9-1 and one and nationally ranked. Be, but BFD, what does that matter? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been saying they're good all along, and now they're going to lose to a 500-ish team know. out you of the said, Mountain West. Oh. I can argue that uh, San Diego State's losses are better than BYU's wins, uh, for that matter. I mean, they lost to undefeated Colorado. BYU hasn't played anything close to undefeated Colorado. And they didn't, but, I mean, I, they didn't I, move I the ball to lick in that game. That. I know. Well, well they had 10 points, PK. It's not about me saying it. They had a defensive touchdown and scored 10 points. Th- and That's, that means BYU's better than them. I can't say that. That's why I'm intrigued about this game. I, I got it. You can list all the negatives with San Diego State. I got it. That's what you do. I, I listed can't the positives that, with BYU, too, but now you're just dismissing those. No, I'm not. I'm saying that I can't say that they're the better team. That's that's my point. I thought they were the better team against Coastal Carolina, except they weren't. So how can I say they're the better team against San Diego State without before the game? I can say it afterward, but I can't say it before. That's my point. Well, the Cougars, I've seen lines favoring them anywhere from 14 to 17 points in this game. So They were 10 for Coastal Carolina. BFD. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. There's more than mornings, Colin. You can't do something as long as I've done it that you just feel a little bit empty. I have a great spot in Fox, and I love Reggie, Matt, Brady, and Rob Stone. We have a great group. I really have uh, absorbed that and embraced it. But to say I don't think about it, it's every day. Uh, but it'd have to be the perfect, perfect situation. It'd have to be something that I was confident that the health issues I could overcome. And, you know, I think I'm done, but I've learned a long time ago, you know, I left a job once where I thought, I really plan on being here. Then you get a phone call from a better opportunity. So I think I'm done, but I, I would never say I'm never done. Urban Meyer saying he still thinks about coaching every day, even though he's embraced the TV. Watching him on TV, I do think he's embraced it. I wasn't sure that oh, he did yeah. right away, but I think now... He's way more into it than he was when he started. Well, that's Urban Meyer. You could ask him to go over and dig that ditch, and he's going to dig that ditch to the best of his ability. I mean, he's proven that. This guy is the ultimate winner. So, yeah, I get it. He still thinks about coaching. And who doesn't want to have people call you and have your name out there? That's flattering. And he's really good on Fox, just like he would be really good if he decided he wanted to coach baseball. My guess is that he'd be really good at coaching baseball. I mean, that's just who he is. College football, the Washington-Oregon game is off. The Huskies don't have the 53 scholarship players they need to play, so no game there. That would have decided uh, first place in the north. USC, first place in the south is theirs, even though Colorado's undefeated also, if the Trojans beat UCLA. That game's at 5.30 on ABC. Have you seen enough from UCLA that you think yeah. they can push SC this year, Absolutely. PK? Absolutely. That's the same thing with San Jose State and BYU. I think SC is going to win. But I can't say going in, man, I am like 95% sure 
that SC is going to win. And I don't know what the line is that should be favoring USC, but it's the same principle that the Bruins, in my mind, have shown enough. They've made improvement. And SC, I mean, they, at times they've looked really good, particularly in that first half the other night against Washington State. They looked awesome. But against, you know, Arizona, they needed a last second. They needed a great comeback against the Devils. So what does that mean? I, I suspect that this is going to be a good game. And, and and this is the game where, you know, the cliche, throw out the, the uh, records, blah, blah, blah. I've seen so many times. I've been in person, seen it myself, to know that this has the potential to be a good game. So, yes, I could see an opportunity tomorrow night or we could, we, uh, yeah, tomorrow night when we go to bed, Colorado has won the division. We have seen good USC teams lose to bad UCLA teams. A lot of emotion in the rivalry. Really crazy things happen. Yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't change how we feel about either team, but UCLA wins nonetheless. Even though you think UCLA's below average and SC's very good. It's happened. Uh, probably the other best game to watch other than that, uh, number 10 Miami, number 17 North Carolina. Obviously Clemson's not playing, Notre Dame's not playing, Arkansas to roll over, or Alabama to roll over Arkansas. So, Carolina-Miami, if you're looking for a game. That's on uh, ABC oh, I got so much local stuff, I'm not going to be paying attention to any of that. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Malcolm Brown's a single back. In motion from his left, it's cut. Goff goes over the top, extends the football, breaks the plate, and punches it in. How do you like me now, says Sean McVay. Take those seven points. More than they had in Super Bowl 53 on their first drive of Thursday night football. First and goal from the two. Cam Akers in motion. Goff rolls away from it. Throws front right pylon. Cooper cut. Makes the catch. And it's a touchdown. The Rams beat the Patriots. The Rams with touchdown drives to open the game and open the third quarter. That third quarter drive, their first was just took forever. It basically took the whole third quarter. They went 24-3. Uh, Akers with 171 yards rushing. That's the big number, the star in this game. But the star was really the Rams' defense completely shutting down the Patriots and Cam Newton. Yeah, I was surprised. I mean, I figured the Rams would win, obviously, but I didn't think it would be that easy. All right, big games this weekend. Chiefs and Dolphins. A couple playoff teams there. Colts and Raiders. Colts just barely in. Raiders just barely out. So uh, plenty for those two teams to play for uh, when they go head-to-head. Yeah. Saints and Eagles. Have we heard definitively? Is Taysom getting another start? Is Breeze? Are they playing at Coy right to the bitter end? Uh, I, I believe he's. I thought he was starting. Yeah. yeah I, I haven't heard any other. I guess to me, I would have to hear otherwise. Yeah. Uh, Des Bryant said he registered back-to-back negative tests, so uh, he'd been pulled off the field during pregame warm-ups and placed on the reserve list, including Monday night. He's gonna miss ten days against Cleveland. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. Do you think if Coach K hadn't lost the two non-conference games at home, if he'd still be saying that? Probably not. Okay. That's, I just wanted you to say it, not me. So, I uh, look, here's, here's my deal on it. I think we'd have a whole lot more problems if we weren't playing games. Alabama coach Nate Oates calling out Mike Krzyzewski right there with help from a reporter. Krzyzewski doesn't think they should be playing through the holidays. It's not the right thing to do. 
Duke is 2-2 two and two with a couple of home losses in non-conference games. And they've canceled their non-conference. Slip. They have canceled their non-conference, although they do have a conference game before Christmas. So, yeah, they're going to play it. Yeah, they're going to play the conference game, but not the non-conference. So this is uh, shades of Clemson and Florida State in football. Uh, if that's what you believe and your players are fine with it and your uh, school administration is, fine, don't do it. Utes and Cougars, 4 o'clock, Marriott Center on BYU-TV. The Utes are 2-0, BYU is 5-2. and Some intrigue going into this one, PK. We know a little bit about both teams. There's glimmers of hope for both teams. We feel like both teams need to improve going forward. So what will happen when you put them together and stir in a, a little emotion in the rivalry on top of it? Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. I want to see who's better on this particular afternoon. I'll be watching this game for sure. I'm looking forward to it. Utes, BYU, and Utah, I mean, it's not going to thwart anybody from achieving their season goals, but still, it's it's a big game, and, and get an opportunity to see Utah in a little better competition, and BYU, after they lost to SC, they rebounded nicely against St. John's, and so, obviously, they lost to Boise the other night. How are they going to come back? 2-0 Weber State had their game with 2-3. Utah State scheduled for tomorrow canceled due to COVID issues with the Aggies. Weber State picking a game up on the fly. They're going to be at Boise State Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock. So, like football, mixing and matching matchin in college basketball. We've already yeah. seen it, so we're seeing more of it now. And Wyoming will play UVU in Orem at the UCCU Center Saturday at 2 o'clock. Wyoming's off to a 4-1 and one start. UVU's 2-2. Two and two. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Comeback Players of the Year. Daniel Bard in Colorado and in Kansas City at Salvador Perez. Perez returned from undergoing Tommy John surgery. Three, hit 333, 11 homers, 32 ribbies. We're used to Tommy John surgery with pitchers, but here we got it with a catcher, PK. But nonetheless, they can rebuild him. They've got the technology. Uh, yeah, and he, he was, he's been a good player for, for the Royals for a good while now. The Bard one is really a great story. I mean, out of out of the big yeah. leagues for seven years? That, that wow. That, Who's out of the big leagues for uh, seven yeah. years? People who are done, that's who. Really? I, I, I was out of the big leagues for seven years. <laughs> He had announced his retirement in 2017. He I mean, that's, that, that is a wild story. What is Trending brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, Lincoln Kennedy, Raider announcer, Pac-12 Network analyst. He's going to join us at 730. David Locke at 8 o'clock. Brian Howell at 9 o'clock. Colorado Buffalo's beat writer for Buff Zone and the Boulder Daily Camera here at 9 o'clock to look ahead to tomorrow's game. Lincoln's coming up next. Stay with us.